The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs from my daily devotions, become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh and smile. It's what's good for you. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Politics right now, it's show business. Here's my advice. Don't buy a ticket. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use. Some of us will. Some of us won't. Sometimes we'll use some of it. Sometimes we'll use a lot of it. Let's build our house upon a rock. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? It's pretty simple because Captain Chris needs a break during his shift. I think that's why. And then also Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. That thing, you know, remembering to never forget, to remember, to never forget, to always say to the Lord, thank you, no matter what you're going through. Yeah, stuff like that. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. It'd be so sad. Don't let that happen. We just want you to reach out to us. You give us a call at 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it's possible that the universe aligns. Because when you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. You know what that's like? That's like winning at a silent auction when you bid a ridiculously low bid. And then you will be... You know, people just ought to clone you and take you with wherever they go. Just take you with them. <laughs> really Sounds help. good. Yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, you can also text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Okay, just want to make sure we do that kind of computery voice. And then also you can email us, david at hemusincrease.org. That's david at he must increase.org. I got another bill on my email, so I know that's working. Uh, David at he must increase.org. We're also going to send you up to the website, and there's a very specific reason why we're doing that. 
course, there's praise and prayer, uh, praise uh, form that you can fill out there. Also, prayer requests. It's, it's confidential. Nobody knows what's going on. That's number one. Number two, don't forget about the podcast. There's 3,000 plus podcasts. If you can't find a topic, yaza, you can find a topic. Then the last thing is money, and we talk about money a little bit, and then we talk about money a lot, and I hate talking about it, but it's a necessary part of what we do, and it's good for you to give because the Lord does watch our attitudes in giving, and we could use some help, and we're not going to tell you we don't need help because we do need help. How about that? Uh, do what you can. If you can't give us 60, then give us 60 seconds in prayer. I just like the way that sounds. It's just the right way to go about it. Uh, do me a favor. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Yeah, rubber band. That's what I hear there. What do you do? You hear a rubber band right there? That was a balloon popping. Okay, you know, I want the one where the balloon goes when you pull it and goes. It makes that weird noise. Does it sound like? You know, it's like a mosquito. All right, folks, let's uh, get into it. We'll open up with a word of prayer. We want to pray for our country as well as Ukraine. We're staying on top of that, so let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. You are fantastic, awesome, incredible, wonderful. There's not enough words for us to express how gracious you really are to us. We pray for mercy in our country because it just seems like people are— the divide, that could be ordered by you. We don't know that, but we're praying for mercy— for the people of God, and that you would protect us and guide us and help us to make right decisions and to stand firm in our faith. And Lord, we pray for Ukraine that the gospel could be spread to the four corners of that country and that you would reach people with the good news of the gospel of peace and they would have hope in their hearts. We pray for your wisdom as we are your ambassadors everywhere we go and every day that we have. We ask you for help. We ask you for grace and mercy, and we pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, lots, lots, not not, not Abraham's nephew, lots to cover, okay? Got a lot of stuff to cover. I do want to give you a kind of uh, an, an awareness. The ministry, that's He Must Increase Ministry. So for those that are not sure, maybe you're not quite following what's going on, He Must Increase Ministry is the overseeing ministry for the David Spoon Experience. He Must Increase Ministry is the tax-deductible entity that is involved with the governmento. <laughs> I guess that's what you say that. Uh, you know, you know, governmento. Uh, and, uh, and so the show is the show, and then the entity oversees it, and we need direction and wisdom for the ministry. He Must Increase Ministry, and that will have an impact on the show. Okay, so that, that's how it is. So I need you guys to be praying there. We'll keep that as simple as we can. Let's go to uh, absolutely— out of 150 psalms, this is in my top five. Okay, so we did this last week, and it was so, I just think it was so good. We're going to do a, re, a reset on it, uh, but we're not going to focus on what we focused on before. We are in Psalm 22. Is there anything else I need to cover? We're all right. Okay, good. I got so much homework done. I'm just like so happy. 
It's just like, oh, it's just like, oh, wow. All right, here we go. So picking up Psalm 22, verse 1, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Here's where we're picking it up. We did talk about this a little last week, but I want to go back to it. It's a hugely important point. Uh, this is verse 2. Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear and in the night season, and am not silent. Verse 3. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted in you, and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. I just want to back this up so we can follow the process. Remember, we're talking about Jesus on the cross. We did kind of about a three, four minute teaching on whether he was saying this because he was separated from the Father or whether he was actually quoting. Uh, The problem with thinking that he is talking about a separation is later on in the psalm, and I think it's in 26 or, you know, somewhere thereabouts, so it's verse 24, it says he does not hide his face from him. So there's, you know, kind of like, okay, well, we'll deal with that later on. Here's the bottom line. David is crying out. He's crying out for himself, even though it's a messianic psalm. He's talking to God. He's saying, hey, 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 where are you? Hello. Okay, it's kind of like what Noel does when I'm not home on time because of traffic or something. Where are you? Hello. You know, that kind of thing. So in verse two, he says, oh my God, I cry out in the daytime. You do not hear in the night seasons and I am not silent. What what, what does that mean? That means that sometimes there is the struggling and it takes place over extended times. It's in the daytimes and it's in the night times. It's not limited to, you know, and it's limited in the, in the economy of God, but in the economy of humanity, you know, when we're in trouble, a second is 12 hours. When we're happy, 12 hours is a second. I mean, that's how we are. <laughs> so he's like, okay, daytime, not hearing it. Nighttime, not seeing it. Got to find out what's going on here. I'm not doing well here. I need some help. And then the key is verse 3, where it says the one more really important word. And so I'm going to read the note that I wrote on it so that nobody misses it. And so this is where David says... But 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 or on the other hand, in other words, he's looking at the situation from the human point of view. He knows it's difficult. He doesn't like it. He's not being dishonest about the situation. He's just going, I need you. I need you. And so he's like, You ever felt like that? You can't put that in words, can you? I was gonna write you a letter, but I couldn't spell. See how that works? What there is inside of you is this desire or this need to, in the depth of your humanness and the depth of your spirit, to cry out to God and say, where are you? It's not a matter of whether the person believes in God. Of course the person believes in God. What the person is looking for, what the psalmist is saying is, I need you to show up right now my way. That, of course, is the wrong way to go about that. You don't tell God how to show up. You don't tell God when to show up. You don't tell God, okay, my trial is over now. Thank you. And then David says in verse 3, but that just takes all the verse 1 and 2 and just puts it in a hold. He's like, yeah, this is going on. Oh, this is terrible. Uh, On the other hand, and it's just like a switch. And that's what you and I need to operate in a little bit more effectively than we do. And that is when you're going through a trial, when you're really struggling, it's not that you're not going to express that. Of course you are, right? 
Jesus expressed his not happiness with what he was facing in the Garden of Gethsemane. He didn't get before the Father and go, I'm so happy that they're going to crucify me because I've done nothing wrong. Yay, whatever you do, don't take it away from me because I really want to go through it. That's not what he said. He said, if there is any other way, let's consider that. But not my will, but your will be done. So there is this position that we have where we get to share how we really feel, but then you come to an end of you and the beginning of God. And you say, you know, on the other hand, I know you're in this. Therein lies the faith moment, right? All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Verse 24 in Mark 5, it says Jesus went with them. Sometimes Jesus went there. Sometimes Jesus just spoke the word. Sometimes Jesus went there. It's all. It happens in all different ways. I did read this ridiculous thing from this one person who said, you know, Jesus, you know, healed, you know, every single person uh, in the entire uh, community and didn't charge anybody any money. This was, it was, they were trying to make a political argument. And the fact of the matter is he only healed one guy at the, at the pool of Bethsaida. And that was actually a hospital. <laughs> I was like, what, what, do you guys read this stuff? Is this, did you read this? So this is where you pull back from those kind of things and you go, can we just keep it on track with the truth? It's just easier if you just tell the truth and keep it the way it is and not try and make it fit some kind of narrative. Here's this narrative issued by Scripture itself. Jesus tells Jairus, don't, don't, ignore what these people are saying. Don't be afraid. Take a stand. Now, I want you to, I'm going to read verse 37. You got to catch what Jesus does. Amazing. He did not let anyone follow him in except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, uh, Jesus saw the commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why is all this commotion? Why all this wailing? The child's not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. And he put them all out and took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Talitha Kaum, Talitha Kaum. And that means, little girl, I say unto you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Remember the woman of the issue of the blood was 12 years of the issue of the blood. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. Jesus was still ministering to this little girl, even though she was physically raised from the dead. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. That's how Jesus is, okay? But what I want you to get is Jesus and the disciples and the parents, so they're all there, right? Because you got the parents there as well, right? And everybody's going, she's dead, she's dead, she's dead. And they're making fun of Jesus. What did Jesus do? Kicked him out. You know, for everybody that thinks that everything Jesus did was pull a flower out of his sleeve uh, like a magician and just smiled and, uh, and gave everybody an air high five, that's not how it went. Okay? 
They laughed at Jesus, and he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and disciples and went with them. What did he do? He cleared the air. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM. Amen, 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the trivia questions, there's two or three of them. Let's see, one, two, three of them that are true or falsers. <laughs> yeah, one of them's kind of sneaky. <laughs> Not this one, though. Uh, this is a simple one. Which group of animals rushed into the lake and were drowned when Jesus healed a man who was possessed by demons? Which group of animals? Not something that Pete is going to be very happy about, but oh well. All right, here you go. You can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We will, uh, of course, because uh, I want to make sure I... Stay kind of faithful and diligent. We're going to do our DNA first, then we'll get to the caller, and then we'll finish up on our teaching. D stands. So somebody wants to. Can I use DNA wherever I go? Yes. <laughs> there, <laughs> you can. D stands for draw closer to the Lord daily. Daily. Every day that ends with Y. Use that one. Uh, N. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say, regardless of what the world tries to drop on people. Remember, it's Satan who's twisting the word of God. That's where the origin of it all is. And then A. Always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that you are sensitive to the Lord, aware that you can be used as a vessel. And then the big one, and I think the much more challenging one, is to be aware that other people in your life have a universe too. (laughs) So you just want to think, well, how can I help? How can I be a blessing to them? How can I be a vehicle uh, of the Lord's blessing and grace and mercy and love to that person? Okay. Somebody ready to answer the trivia questions? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you doing today? I'm doing real good, Gary. I've been praying for you specifically. I want to just want you to have a real refreshment. So that's uh, if that's okay. I'm actually going to, if it's okay with you, after you answer the trivia, I'd like to pray over you if that's okay. Okay. Okay, All right. good. All right. Well, let's do the trivia first. Which group of animals rushed into the lake and were drowned when Jesus healed a man who was possessed by demons? Swine, the swine. That is correct, sir! The pigs, the hogs, the little piggies, the everything. That's all the answers we were getting. We're getting little piggies, hogs, little <laughs> the whole thing. That's correct. And uh, the, I think the demons were thinking, well, this is going to be a great break. We're going to get out of this guy and go into the pigs. That didn't work out too good for them. So it's like, yeah, then it was down to the lake, and down they went. Hey, let me pray for you real quickly, Gary. I just want to ask okay. the Lord to refresh you. Let's, let's do All right. that. All right. Father, we come before you right now. Lift up our precious brother, Gary, and we ask you in the name of Jesus that he would just have refreshment. Nothing bizarre, just a refreshment, just a kind of an energy and a strength. And uh, if you're feeling a little down, or just lift him up by the power of your Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. We ask you, Father, to pour your Spirit into him and raise him up and give him strength. We thank you for that and trust you for that, and thank you for our brother, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, and I'll continue to pray for you all. Thank you so much, brother.
God have we you. heard about Deborah? Uh, I have not, so I'm still waiting to hear. I think Susie will probably hear this and maybe reach out to me and let me do it. So I have not had an update as of yet. So as okay, soon as I'll I get one, all of you, including Deborah. Yeah, make sure to do that. That's a great idea. Thank you for bringing okay. that up. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. See, it's so great because you guys get like taking care of one another. Wait, what? Oh, it's like the Christian faith. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's get into this next little part. <laughs> I just want to say. Eric, little piggies. <laughs> little piggies. It's <laughs> like, okay, sure. Uh, here we go. Let's get into this next part. This is huge. You can't you can't escape this. And I even wrote down the Greek word because I can't remember every Greek word. In fact, I can't remember hardly any of the Greek words, which is why I write them down on a regular basis. In Psalm 22, we get to verse 1, 2, and 3. So here's what uh, King David said. After he goes, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And the words of my groaning, oh, my God, I cry in the daytime. You do not hear. And in the night season, and am not silent. So it's an extended period of time that David's going through the process. Verse 3, but you are holy enthroned in the praises of Israel. So in the King James, it says inhabiting. Okay, and uh, and just so you can know, that is actually, from an application point of view, probably a better translation. I mean, I just uh, you think, wow, that's very rare to say. <laughs> Don't matter what you say to me. But here's what the Hebrew word is. The Hebrew word is yashab. The phonetic is yashab. And the definition of enthroned means to sit, to remain, to dwell, and to live. So there's an inhabitational process that takes place. So even though enthroned is used in uh, like a New King James and different ones, actually inhabiting is probably more true to what's being communicated. And what that says in the most common way that a priest or a Levite or any other person could understand it is God hangs out where there's praises, period. To so say why? Well, he's welcome, number one. He appreciates being appreciated. Who doesn't? And so when there's praises that are offered up, when there's worship that's offered up, when there's thanksgiving that's offered up, God likes that. He's not egotistical. It's just he does so much and gets so little credit. And you might be thinking, now, now you're talking to a guy who's, OCD, ACD, ESPNSKI, whatever it is. I, if, you've, if it's possible to have it in the brain, I probably have it. Okay, good, bad, and indifferent. Right? And Noelle and I have this thing where it's like I try to do, I try to outgive her, and she tries to outgive me. Right? But then I'm obsessive compulsive. So who's winning? Right? <laughs> right? So when we get into a disagreement, oh, you guys get into a disagreement. Yeah, they don't last long because she always wins, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that's when I pull out the card. I do so many things, right? Right? Don't tell me you'll never do that. Or don't tell me somebody in your life never does that. Of course they do. I do so many things, right? And I just want to feel appreciated. It's just kind of like that little attitude, right? Which, of course, in me is more uh, defense-oriented. But in God's scenario, he actually really does do more things than we give appreciation for. And so when we praise him or thank him, we're just giving him – we're barely scratching it, but we're certainly giving him his due. And it's like, okay. And so God hangs. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Appreciate being appreciated. Thank you. 
And it's like, wow, that's kind of an amazing concept. And then he goes on to say, you're enthroned, you inhabit, you dwell, and you live, you sit, you exist in the praises of Israel. And then he goes right into this next launch in verse 4. Our fathers trusted in you, they trusted in you, and you delivered them. Now, before you get all excited, that doesn't mean they trusted in God and God delivered them in 0.3 seconds. Okay, stop thinking that. Because here's the next verse, verse 5. They cried to you and were delivered. <laughs> In other words, they were going through it, but they cried out. But the faithfulness of God never changes. He is never unfaithful to his kids. Ever. Okay? Ever. And so he, David goes back and he's like, look, I know you're faithful. And you've proven your faithfulness. And you've proven your faithfulness time and time and time again. You hang out where people appreciate you. And our fathers, they trusted in you. You delivered them. Oh, they cried out. But you delivered them. And here's the cool line. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. So there's a couple of ways you can look at that not ashamed. They, the, the, the most common way is they were not disappointed. Well, they would not be disappointed if they didn't put their own spin on it. That would be a more accurate way to think along those lines. God never fails to show up and do what he's promised to do. What we do is put something in the mix trying to define how he should do it. That gets disappointed because it shouldn't be there in the first place. You don't tell God. I'm telling we, we talked about, I think we talked about this last week, sometime last week, but I'm, I'm watching the Holy Spirit work on my son, and I'm just like, you know, I've only been praying. He's 38. Wait, he's 38? 38? What is this? The 22? Oh, my goodness. He's going to be 39 December, okay? I've only been praying for him for 39 years. All of a sudden, God decides, now it's time. It's like, I, there's another 38 years I was praying in this process, right? God's not asking. He's doing it his way. He's not going to disappoint. He's going to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. And guess who has to lay down their methodology? I do. I have to lay it. You know who else has to do it? You have to lay it down. Just put down the methodology and the timing. Stop. Let's do this really radical Christian thing. Let's trust God and then leave it. And stop. All right, I'm going to trust you. But now I'm going to do everything possible to make it happen. It's like, so let's not do that. Do the best. Pray that it's blessed. Let Jesus take care of the rest because most of us don't. Right. That makes sense. Right? You're holy and enthroned in the praises of Israel. You inhabit the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted in you. You delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you, and they were not ashamed. Us too. All right, let's take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, 
has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? This is Ray Bentley. Ray Bentley, the man, the myth, the legend on the show. I'm going to say that about you. (laughs) It has been four years and six. In six months and 29 days since you've been live on the David Spoon Experience. Oh, man, <laughs> finally. I'm, I'm sliding in under the tag, home safe. You are finally. safe. Okay. And so I'll tell the entire audience, real simple, uh, after this interview, you can either blame Ray or you can bless Ray <laughs> because it was his fault a year and a half ago on February 12th when he called me and said, you should be back on the radio. Amen. You just point to that guy. Okay. (laughs) All right. First of all, Ray, I want to ask you a really important question to start everything off with. The time is yours. You determine how much time you've got. It's totally up to you. But I do want to just ask you this quick question. How you doing? (laughs) You know what? I am doing uh, good. I'm doing – actually, I'm doing – Great. I think these are exciting times. Uh, I, I feel like we're in an acceleration of things happening, of God moving, of kind of things that we thought about and imagined prophetically what it would look like. And it's like happening so much so fast with such acceleration. I'm like, I can't hardly keep up with it all. It's just, it's a great hour uh, to look up and to encourage one another. You know, I, I do realize there's lots of uh, challenges, and these are trying times, but out of the worst of times come the best of times. 